going to celebrate the Harvest Festival. Not only welcome to every one of you in church here this morning, but also to those who are joining us live on the live stream, and then those who may listen to the service later on on YouTube. We come as a body of God's people to give thanks and praise for his provision. We're going to celebrate God's provision for our needs and for the needs of others. And as well as having a time of praise and celebration, I hope we can take some time to reflect, to reflect on what God's harvest means for us, what our role can be in helping with God's harvest and bringing that good news to his kingdom. Let us begin with a call to worship. I read the words in white, and I'd like it if you could join me at the end with the words in yellow, please. Father, we celebrate this season of thanksgiving. We give thanks for the blessings of food, provision, and nourishment. Please grow in us a harvest for the world. Come, sow a seed of hope within our souls, Lord, that we might yield goodness, patience, and kindness in abundance. Sow a seed of peace in our lives, Lord, that we might bear the fruits of forgiveness, compassion, and righteousness. Come, sow a seed of love in our hearts, Lord, that others would reap the blessings of family, friendship, and community. May each seed of hope, peace, and love grow within us into a harvest that can be feasted on by all. Amen. Let's join together as we stand to sing that great harvest hymn, Come, ye thankful people, come. Begin, God, I'll make a 
God, thank you for your amazing power and work in our lives, for your goodness and for the blessings you give to us each day. Thank you that you are able to bring hope even through the toughest of times, strengthening us for your purposes. Thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your abiding presence with us and the promise that you will never leave us. Thank you for your incredible sacrifice so that we have freedom and life in abundance. Father God, forgive us when we forget to thank you enough for who you are, for what you do, and for all that you have given. Help us this morning to set our eyes and our hearts on you afresh. Renew our spirits. Fill us with your peace and joy as God's family. We love you and need you, and we give you praise and thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us pray the family prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive us who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. So, as we gather this morning, I wonder what's on your mind. As I've been preparing for this service, I've come back to when I was little, and the excitement 
of preparing my harvest basket to take for Sunday school harvest. It was one of the events of the year. And I realize that why my mind went back to that is because that was quite a formative occasion for me realizing the power of stopping and saying thank you to God. We live such busy lives. We hear such difficult things in the news and all around us. It's tough sometimes to stop and to thank God for some of the really special blessings that we have. We're touched day by day by people who say thank you, who thank God for the little things. And we come this morning to thank God for those little things and also for the big things, the things of sustenance and food and provision. And so in that spirit, let's spend a little time praising God by singing a couple of songs together. The first is a pure song of praise, my Jesus, my Saviour. And then secondly, we'll sing a song of mission that reassures us that if we take God's good news to the people, then his light will shine. We'll sing Colours of Day. Let's sing these two songs together. Feel free to stay seated or to stand, whichever you're most comfortable with. But the purpose is to say thank you and to praise our God.
message to the people we meet. So light up the fire and let the flame burn. Open the door, let Jesus return. Take seeds of his spirit, let the fruit grow. Tell the people of Jesus, let his love show. Go through the shines on, it never goes down. The light of the world is risen again. The people of darkness are needing a friend. So light up the fire and let the flame burn. Open the door, let Jesus return. Take seeds of his spirit, let the fruit grow. Jesus, let his love show. Open your eyes, look into the sky. The darkness has come, the sun came to die. The evening draws on, the sun disappears. But Jesus is living, his spirit is near. So light up the take your seats. We're now going to read from the New Testament about the harvest. First of all, verses from John chapter 4, verse 35 to 38. Don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, Open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows, and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. We're now going to read some more verses, this time from Matthew chapter five and verse 14 to 16. These are words of Jesus. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify 
your Father in heaven. Those latter words were the teachings of Jesus when he was talking about being salt and light in the world. We have a candle lit this morning to remind us of God's abiding light in our lives. And I want us to sit and have a moment of reflection on the provision of God's world. And we're going to do this by looking at some images of the beauty of God's creation while we listen to someone singing, look at our world. Sing. Mm-hmm. 
vastness of God's creation across the world. Let us join together in a prayer that's been written by Tear Fund for the Harvest Celebration. Again, I read the words in black and you join in the response, please. Lord of the Harvest, hear our prayers. Creator God, we thank you for the gift that is creation, for the beauty of the earth and how you have created us to care for it. We are sorry for the ways we have neglected this. Help us to work together to repair the world. Lord of the harvest, hear our prayers. Generous God, we thank you for the gift of food for how it brings us together and nourishes us. We pray for those without, whose harvests and store cupboards are empty. Help us to work together to share the world's resources so that everyone can be fed. Lord of the harvest, hear our prayer. Sustaining God, we thank you for the gift of those who farm and prepare our food, for their labour, their innovation and their care. We pray that everyone will be able to work with dignity, that there will be no more poverty. Help us to work together to call for just and fair systems of pay and working conditions. Lord of the harvest, hear our prayers. All-powerful God, we thank you for the gift that is creation, for the beauty of the earth and how you have created us to care for it. We are sorry for the ways we've neglected this. Help us to work together to repair the world. Lord of the harvest, Hear our prayers. Amen. As an expression of this thanks this morning, we see a lovely display, and I want to thank Sheila for coordinating that. 
on behalf of our community and our fellowship. I would think you'd agree. It's really wonderful to have that. So thank you very much, Sheila. This will be shared with Horsham Food Bank tomorrow, and we know the needs there are great. As we stop and think about that being shared, I want us to pause. I think it's very topical at the moment with everything in the news about and think about the people who create the food to eat. Of course, they don't create it, they produce it because God creates it. But if we think the farmers who tend the crops, who tend the livestock, the fishermen who go on the seas to catch fish, we think of the people who work in factories, whatever their job, to help produce great food. As we think about that, we're going to have people in our congregation this morning bring forward gifts and thanksgiving for the harvest that represent these people who toil on our behalf, be it the farmer, be it um, the labourer. If you have come prepared to add to the display, please feel free to come during this period. And this is going to be done while we sing together the music group and um, an imposter in the shape of me. Um, we're going to sing together all things bright and beautiful. I hope you enjoy listening to God's words through this song and also thinking about how we lay our gifts on his altar as other people bring their gifts this morning. Oh, 
having given thanks and praise to God for the harvest, let us now think further afield. Mary's going to come and lead our prayers of intercession as we think of those who are in the mission field working for God's harvest on our behalf. Let us pray. O oh God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you especially today for the harvest that has been safely gathered in, in this year in this country. May it be fairly distributed so that all will benefit. At this time, Father, we pray for areas of the world where the harvest has not been so good this year. There have been floods that have destroyed crops in some places. And in some countries, like parts of Burkina Faso, people are going hungry because of the failure of expected rainfall. We thank you for the various agencies that are seeking to help those who are suffering, and we pray that aid may reach those most in need. And Father, as we think about harvest today, we pray for those we support who are working for the Lord's harvest in various parts of the world. We pray for Claire Bedford and the other BMS staff at the hospital in Chad. Protect them especially during this rainy season when malaria is so prevalent and travel is not easy. We thank you for the opportunities that the staff have for sharing your word and for those who have responded. We pray particularly for the man whose family have turned against him because he became a Christian while at the hospital. Keep him safe, Lord, and may he know that you are with him. Thank you, Father, for the work of the Eagle Project in Brazil and for the difference it is making in the lives of many young people. We praise you that the psychotherapy sessions have been able to restart in the youth prison and that others are asking for more sessions to start soon. We pray that enough staff will be available and that the important government document that they need will soon be forthcoming so that more groups can begin. Thank you, Lord, that Callie's book has been translated into Portuguese, and we pray for the special launch that is going to be celebrated today. May those who read her book of testimony be led to give their lives to you as Callie has done. Thank you, Father, for those involved in translating your word and making it available in different formats. We praise you for the recently completed Guerca New Testament that is being used in Chad, and that 23 listening groups are meeting regularly to hear it read. And we praise you that evangelists are taking listening devices to health centres and other places so that people can hear your word. And we pray that many may be led to accept its message. We praise you too for the completion of the Migama New Testament, and we pray that that may soon become available. And lastly, Father, we thank you for the ministry of Prabhaka Salve and his wife and colleagues in central India. With the COVID situation and serious floods in some parts of the area, they have been through a very difficult time, but we praise you for the way that they have been able to bring help and hope to many. Continue to give them the necessary strength and perseverance that they need. We thank you for all these and for the others that we support, and we commit them all 
to you and also their ministry. And we pray for a special blessing for them this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Mary. As we prepare for Michael to come and bring the word to us, let's sing together the song, I the Lord of sea and sky, now thinking about our role in bringing in God's harvest. Here I am, Lord, will you send me? Let's rise and sing together, please.
in the harvest field and lights shining before others. Disciples of Jesus are simply reflecting something of Jesus to the world around us. Jesus is both the Lord of the harvest and the light of the world. Later, in Matthew chapter 9, verses 37 and 38, we hear Jesus saying to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Being the Lord of the harvest, the field belongs to him. And the workers are sent out by him. They do not go out of their own accord or under their own authority. And we also hear in John chapter 9 verses 4 and 5, Jesus telling his disciples, As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. As the church, we are now the light of the world in the same way that he was the light of the world whilst among us. He calls us to play our part in the harvest of lives for him and shining our lights for him to others around and about us. We are called to be a light in the harvest. We've already heard and considered this morning how we live in a needy world, a world which needs the light of Jesus and the life of Jesus. Yet we can be tempted to hide the light that we have been so graciously granted. This is not to be so. The light of his life is shared with us that we might share it with others. The church is called to be Christ's light in a dark and desperate world, we are to let our light shine. Only Jesus can provide the light and abundant life that this world needs. Our families, 
our friends, our neighbours, our colleagues, and the world further afield, we are called to go out into the harvest field. Could it be that your neighbour or friend or family member has yet to hear of Jesus in a way that they can respond to. There are so many in our area alone who have yet to come to know Jesus Christ for themselves. Or they will face a lost eternity without him. Though we have good news to share, we may be tempted to keep silent, to hide our light. And we may be tempted to hide Christ from people for a variety of reasons. We may feel scared or insecure. We don't want to experience rejection. We think we have no right to share. We don't think it will do any good. We think we have better things to do than hold out hope to a lost people. We think it's someone else's job. We allow sin to get in the way. But we are given light that we might not keep it to ourselves, that we might not keep it as our best guarded secret but we are to share liberally with others as God has shared liberally with us to let our light shine wherever we are and whoever we are amongst there is a harvest of lost souls to gather the harvest field of our family our friends, our grandchildren, our children, our parents, amongst our neighbours, in our clubs, socialising with others, when we're down at the hospital or down at the shops, when we're waiting at the bus stop, wherever we may be, there is a harvest field all around us. Today I want to give some harvest field tips. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Philippians, in Philippians chapter 3 verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I press on. So I want to use the word press as a reminder of our call to be the light of the harvest. P-R-E-S-S. P, pray. Prayer is to be our priority. Maybe you want to make your prayer to be your priority at the outset of each day. Lord, help me to be a worker in your harvest field, whatever I'm going to face today. Help me to shine with your love and life to all around me. Take the opportunity to turn toward 
the light of the world so that you can be light in this world, in this dark world. Reflect his light and his life to those around you on a daily basis. So come in prayer to listen to what he wants you to say and do today. Follow the Spirit's lead and join him in where he's at and in what he is doing. P, prayer. R, relationships. We are created to be in relationship with God and with other people. Invest in the relationships that you have and that are presented to you. Relationship with God, invest in that relationship. Relationship with others, your nearest and dearest and others around and about you. Deepen those relationships. Find ways to work well within those relationships. Move from shallow and superficial friendship to respected and trusted relationship. We each have a, a circle of influence, a bit like a lamp casting its light, or a bit like that part of the field that you are planting or harvesting in. Jesus had many followers, some disciples, and even fewer, it seems, friendships and close friendships. Peter, James, John, Lazarus, Mary, Martha and others. We only have time for some. So make best use of your time. Invest in relationships. R. P-R-E. Everyone. John at the beginning of his gospel describes Jesus in this way. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Jesus said that the lamp that is lit is put on its stand and gives light to everyone in the house. Everyone matters to God, so everyone should matter to us. Whoever you come into contact with in a day needs light and life and love in their lives. Remember that God has reached out to you with this life and light and love through Christ Jesus. So reach out and make contact with others. It might be a friendly smile at the supermarket. A thank you to the carer. I know my son Nathaniel told me off uh, most recently because when I'm in uh, Savers or one of the other shops, they always ask me, WH Smiths and Savers especially, whether I want some of the things at the counter. And the grumpy me says, no, because otherwise I would have picked it up, wouldn't I? And Nathaniel told me <coughs> off one day as we came out the shop, he said, Dad, you should be a bit more friendly. So I'm trying. Be that friendly smile at the supermarket. Who knows what that person has gone through that week or that day or that very morning. Or a thank you to a, a carer who cares for you. 
a gift to a grandchild, maybe someone at university, just to say, I'm remembering you, someone who feels lonely. Just a, hi, how have you been today? Over the garden hedge, or a cuppa with a friend. Doesn't have to be rocket science, but we are called to minister to everyone that we meet. Everyone that you meet is loved by God and needs to be loved by you. Let your light, your little light, shine. Jesus said of himself in John 3, The Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life everyone and whoever no one is excluded from God's offer of life and light through Jesus he is given for each and every one of us he is given for you P-R-E-S serve as we have opportunity, let us serve others. Let us show that kindness and help to others. We follow Jesus, who came not to be served, but to serve and give his life. And Jesus served those who would betray him, deny him, abandon him, dismiss him and doubt him. Jesus gave his life even for those who hated him, and rejected him, those who spat on him, hit him, mocked him, and crucified him. Jesus served others. So we must serve others. Whether we get anything out of it or not. Jesus taught, in Luke chapter 6, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. He is kind to us. Jesus said, My Father will honour the one who serves me. And in serving one another, we are serving Christ. The Apostle Paul writes, Serve wholeheartedly, as if you were serving the Lord, not people. And that freedom in Christ that we are given is so that we may serve one another humbly in love. Paul tells Timothy, 
that those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. The writer to the Hebrews says that we are saved to serve the living God. The Apostle Peter writes that each one of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone serves, they should do it with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. So we serve and God gets the praise. And Peter has a special word for those who are leaders in the church. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. As Christ examples servant leadership, so those who are leaders of the flock of God are also called to be examples of servant leadership. P, R, E, S. And fifthly and lastly, as lights of the harvest, we're called to share. As we have opportunity, let's share the good news about Jesus. Tell your story, your testimony about your relationship with Jesus. Tell people about what difference Jesus makes to your life. Share the scriptures with others. Don't be embarrassed. Share the simple stuff, the good news of Jesus' life, death and resurrection, his teaching, his parables, his, his stories, his miracles. People love to hear stories. The good news is that Jesus still has power to transform broken and lost lives even today. His light shining through our words and actions can light up lives around us. Let's not be those who hide that light then, those, but be those who hold out the light. You are light in the darkness you can offer hope to those you care about. So press on. Pray as a priority. Invest in your relationships with God and with others. Reach out with his love and his life to everyone, with no exceptions. Lay down your life in serving others and share God's good news with all who will hear. Amen. Thank you, Michael. And so as we draw together um, the end of our time of thanksgiving and praise and the challenge that we should share our life against that acronym PRESS, we have a super promise that we stand on in Christ alone. Let's stand and sing that song together as the reassurance that as we go out into the world, we have Christ as our light, our strength and our song. 
Let's sing together. together in worship this morning. Thank you to those who are taking the time to watch online and I pray that God will have spoken to you and blessed you through this service. Of course a service like this doesn't just happen and I want to thank 
Rachel, Andy and Paul for their technical support. I especially thank Louise, Marion and Maya because I suggested we sang All Things Bright and Beautiful and we worked on it together and I hope it brought a little of God's love to you this morning, so thank you. Let us pray the blessing together and bless one another as we go out into the world. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.